0: Joe had just finished packing her gear into a rusted-out 1964 Ford Falcon that used to be red, but now was more primer gray than anything else when her cell phone began ringing. Answering it, she went to the driver's side and tossed her purse in. Hey, cuz, quick change of plans. We're not meeting at Karma's. Rather, we got an emergency call in for the gardet La pretre mansion on Dauphine. You've gotta be kidding me. That weird old place where the sultan and his harem were slaughtered? That's the one. See there? Oh, and the man's paying us through the nose. Your bonus just had a baby. Mazel Hoping this wasn't an additional sign of a pending apocalypse, Joe hung up and got into the car. Well, she'd always had a morbid fascination about the place It was only a couple of blocks from her family's voodoo store, Erzuli's. When they'd been kids, their Aunt Kalila had regaled them with scary stories about that old mansion and the horrors that had taken place there almost 200 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, but she couldn't quite suppress the sadness at the thought of driving past the store where her cousin Tiana had died. Since that horrible night, she'd done her best to avoid the entire street. She could only imagine how much worse it had to be for Selena and her sisters, especially Tabitha, who now owned it. Out of all the mixed nuts in the Devereux bowl, Tiana had been one of Joe's favorites. Though she'd never believed in any of what her father called their otherworldly crap, Joe used to stop by, and nab the special oils and soaps that T and their Aunt Anna made for Erzuli's. Don't think about it. It was hard not to. The one lesson Joe had learned was just how fast life changed. One minute you were walking along in a little cocoon of copacetic numbness, and the next, BAM! Your world went skidding off the rails, leaving your heart in little bloody chunks on the sidewalk that made you wonder how you'd ever be able to put it back together again. It really ought to be illegal for life to do that without any warning. Disgusted, she turned the ignition key. Her car sputtered to life with a death rattle and a great belch of black smoke that fanned out for a full block. Yeah. It was embarrassing, but she had to give the old Falcon credit. At age 50, it had more life in it than she did at present. Pushing everything out of her mind, except the print song on the radio, she headed over to Dauphine, where Selina and Karma were already waiting, along with four women she'd never met before. She pulled up behind Selina's Jeep and parked on the street. After an extremely long and humiliating round of Yeah, I turned my car off and it's still running. Don't know if it'll ever stop, so bite my hiney and be glad it's not you. She got out and gathered her bags. As she neared the others, she couldn't help noticing the expressions on everyone's face that said they had a bet going to see how long she'd last. Sidling up to Selena, she grinned. Put me down for eight. Eight what? How long I'll last before I run screaming for home? Karma laughed. The rest looked confused. With a dismissive snort, Selena gestured toward the petite blonde on her right. Joe, meet our fearless leader and primary exorcist, Mama Lisa. She's the one who does the Voices Carry Internet Radio show on Wednesday nights. Joe knew the show well. It was the only one Karma listened to that she could stand. Holding her hand out, Joe inclined her head to the woman with friendly eyes and a beautiful smile. Nice to meet you. You, too. Next, Selina indicated the two brown-haired women, who looked enough alike to be related. Sister Jordan and her real sister, Sarah. They exchanged pleasantries. And last, but never least, Mistress Mercy. Plump and adorable, she flashed a set of deep dimples. Hi, Joe. Now, I hope you don't scare easily. We've got a doozy today. Joe winked at her.